This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Continue talking about your ICBC policy changing uh, starting uh, next week. My guest is Aaron Sutherland. He's the Vice President of the Insurance Bureau of Canada. He represents the private insurers in the country. Aaron, thanks for coming on. Thanks so much for having me today. Okay, thank you. The new ICBC rate structure kicks in September 1st. That's this in September 1st. That's this Sunday. What are your thoughts about this new plan that ICBC is, is bringing out? Well, you know, look, it, it, what they're doing um, at a high level makes a lot of sense. Pricing insurance based on risk so that, you know, high risk or bad drivers, if you will, are paying more and good drivers can pay less. That just makes sense. That's how it's done in the rest of this country. It's long time that uh, ICBC caught up. So, so kudos for them for making some of these changes. But, you know, the real question is, what does it mean for your everyday driver? Because, you know, the, the language and the, the things we've been seeing from ICBC on this have changed quite a bit. You know, you'll recall originally it was two-thirds of drivers uh, would be better off. Uh, what that meant, nobody really knew. ICBC couldn't say if anyone was going to save. Uh, then it was 75%, then it was revenue neutral. You know, now it's it's really hard to see, is anyone saving any money from, from this at all? It seems like those that are are dramatically changing their coverage, uh, and everyone else is left footing the bill. Okay, well, I, I do remember them saying that about two-thirds of drivers would pay less and about one-third would pay more, and that's based on your risk profile. So if you're a bad driver, you're going to pay more. You're a good driver, you pay less, which I think most people would see the the common sense and wisdom in that uh does does that not make that make sense to you right yeah no that that absolutely does but when you layer in every all the changes like is anyone actually paying less like icbc's got an overall rate increase of 6.3 percent coming down this year if you're renewing in september you haven't seen the impact of that so you're you know you're likely going to pay more because of it you haven't seen the optional rate increase and so i just i believe we need a little bit more transparency from icbc on what do these changes mean for drivers are we actually saving any money uh, or is this really just redistributing the pie uh, in which case uh, i think we just need a bit of a clear understanding of what's occurring right so you mentioned the icbc general rate increase which for the basic insurance product which is mandatory in british columbia it's 6.2%. That's how much it went up, right? 6.3, yeah. 6.3, okay. And that kicked in in April. And it, so if you're renewing your insurance for the first time since then, you're looking at a 6.3% increase. So if you're a good driver and ICBC's saying you're going to pay less, are, so your point is what? That might be gobbled up by the 6.3% rate increase. Yeah, so this is this is the challenge, right? If if you're renewing in September or October or thereafter, you haven't seen ICBC's overall rate increases this year. Yeah, and you know how much of these savings ICBC is suggesting are being gobbled up by that? Yeah, uh, you know, and we because again, we we don't really have a clear understanding uh, or a clear picture on that, and you know the the comparisons ICBC is providing suggesting the drivers are saving. It also sounds like those drivers are dramatically changing their coverage. And so, you know, dropping other people from their, their policies, reducing their limits, things like that. 
And so the real question is, if you're doing an apples to apples comparison, is anyone actually saving money or how many are? Yeah. We know a few people are, but it seems like most drivers, more than ICBC suggesting, are simply paying more. I, I guess it would be like maybe most drivers are going to pay more, but if you're a good driver, you're going to pay like less more, right? Like it would yeah, be... Yeah, I think... It'd be less That's more probably, because less more is probably the good appropriation. Yeah, it's going to be less more because if they hadn't brought in this new rate structure, you would be paying even more. So you're only going to pay like a little bit more instead of a whole lot more for for a lot of people. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah, I think that's probably that's that's fair to say. And you know, really good drivers, really experienced drivers, of which you know maybe a quarter of them are going to save overall. But again, that means seventy-five percent of drivers are likely going to be paying more in the months ahead. All right. What is the current status? Uh, let's talk about optional insurance now, which which is the one where the private companies can compete against ICBC. The ICBC optional product that went that's going up this year too, right? Yeah, you know, ICBC. This is the first year they haven't disclosed what the optional rate is going to be. Um, you know, which which leaves a lot of questions as to why wouldn't they say it? And so when when our industry, when our when our experts look at ICBC's numbers, it appears to us optional rates are going up in excess of 10%. So we're talking double digit rate increases on the optional side. That might be why they're not wanting to talk about those. Okay. If if the optional product at ICBC is going up 10%, which is a double obviously a double digit rate increase, is that good for you guys competing against them? I mean, can you guys can the private insurers offer typically offer cheaper optional insurance in BC? Well, I would I would always encourage everyone to shop around, no matter what's going on with ICBC stuff. I don't think any rate increase from ICBC is good uh, for anyone because you know they're really the the only game in town. Uh, in optional, there is limited competition. ICBC really uses their monopoly to prevent other insurers from competing with them. They deny them access to the data that they need to price their products. So they're they're. There really is limited competition, but I would encourage everyone to shop around to try and take advantage of it uh, to make sure, in optional anyway, they're getting the best possible deal. Okay, and speaking to Aaron Sutherland, Insurance Bureau of Canada, I think that auto insurance is going to be a big political issue here going forward in British Columbia. It's going to be interesting to see, I think, how the public reacts to this new rate structure as it finally sort of sinks in and begins to hit people in the wallet, potentially. Um, the opposition Liberal Party here in B.C., is kind of suggesting maybe they would privatize auto insurance here in British Columbia, which I know you guys would like to see. What would you say to people as we get closer to another provincial election, maybe a couple of years down the road here still, but we're still talking about it now. I mean, what, what are people, what, what do you want people to know about private auto insurance? Yeah, no, thanks for asking that. I don't know where the liberals are at on this. Yeah. I'm not suggesting we need to get rid of ICBC. Right? I'm simply saying drivers deserve a choice, and we need to open ICBC up to competition to make sure that when you, when I, when all of us go to renew our auto insurance, we're able to shop around to find the best deal possible. Uh, and if ICBC is that deal, great. But you should have the best way we can ensure that ICBC is, is you know, giving us best value for dollar is if we give drivers the opportunity to take their business elsewhere. And if they can and they can save some money doing so, that's a win-win. If if they did that, and a lot of people would like to see it, and I've heard that argument before, right? Like you don't have to get rid of ICBC or completely privatize it. Let just open it up to competition and let them compete. And if they're doing a great job, like they say, let the consumer decide. I've heard the opposite coin of that argument is if you do that, the private insurers, you guys will snap up 
all the low risk drivers, all the drivers out there who are the little old ladies who are just driving an hour on Sunday, people who got, you know, squeaky clean records. You guys will snap up all those safe drivers, and ICBC will be left with all the high risk drivers. Well, no, like, look, I'm not going to suggest that we should open up ICBC to competition, give drivers choice, and then force ICBC to be the insurer of last resort. That would make no sense. You know, that would, government would have no interest in doing that, any government. What I'm suggesting is we open ICBC to competition and we treat them just like we do every other insurer in most other provinces, which is that you force every insurer to take high-risk drivers um, if they're, if they're going to operate there, and they have to take them by market share. So if you sell... 10% of the auto insurance in the province, you have to take 10% of the high-risk drivers. Okay. And that's what I would suggest you do with BC so that ICBC isn't being an insurer of last resort. Okay, Aaron, thank you for coming on today. Thanks so much for having me. All right, that's Aaron Sutherland, Vice President, Insurance Bureau of Canada. You're going to hear a lot more about auto insurance, I think, in BC as we get closer to another election.